This is The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And we're in the Invisible War study uh, in the book. This is a great book for your Sunday school classes. And this lesson is on the Holy Spirit. So it's the second Holy Spirit lesson. The Spirit of Adoption cries, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. Abba, Abba, Abba. That means Papa. So that's a very that's a term of endearment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are three commands for the new disciple of Jesus Christ. The first command is to come. Matthew eleven twenty eight. The second is to follow. Matthew nine nine. The Lord directs our hearts with peace. We can hear His voice and easily follow His direction. The third instruction is to abide or to dwell with Him as one. We can't do this without the Holy Spirit. John fifteen four. So three commands: come. Follow. Uh, follow and abide. Come, follow, and abide. So a lot of times we hear the Spirit call, we go to the altar, or we say the prayer, um, we confirm that, yes, Lord, we want you, but we are not being discipled in a way that we know how to follow. And, you know, I could start following for a while, and then the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of the world could choke out the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and I don't understand the work that I need to do to continually return to His feet to learn to abide. So let's go right here. These studies are to give us awareness of this beautiful gift. Mm -hmm. When we truly learn to abide in Christ, our hearts will be aligned with His, and we can ask whatever we want. And he will give it to us. So, Josh, there's this beautiful verse. I think it's in Psalms 37, and it says, Delight yourself in him, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. So there are things, that, desires that he puts in my heart, and I don't even need to pray for them. They're there, and they're there every time I pray, and I'm just like, all right, the Lord will bring it to pass. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's effortless, but it's like I have, I pray it in, and I I wait for it to come. And it's as simple as, okay, I need an electrician. So obviously, Lord, you know what I need, so I'm just I'm just gonna wait and pray it in. And and I don't I don't push the door open if he's given me uh, like this radio ministry was in my heart a long time before it was here and it just came about through uh, sharing the light radio several years ago and the pastor that was doing that in Guatemala he was saying now get you a better mic now get you a quieter room now get you a better program now edit it this way now put this in it now do just coaching me on how to do this and i thought oh i'll be doing audiobooks that's why the lord's doing this i didn't realize the lord was preparing me to do radio shows forever <laughs> for years and years and how cool is this let alone do a podcast so little by little things come into your heart and lord puts things in motion and all i had to do was abide in him and those things came so question number one romans eight fifteen. what are the two spirits in this verse hmm eight fifteen. for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father so what's the two spirits Adoption and I forget what it is. Bondage. bondage. Yeah. <laughs> bondage. Ooh. Yeah. So I can tell when I'm in bondage because I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm anxious. I'm fearful. I'm worrying. I'm fretful. I'm wringing my hands. I'm like, how's this going to happen? I don't yeah. have enough money for this or that. So how can we know we are following the Spirit? We are going to have, we're going to feel like uh, sons and daughters. 
we're not going to feel like we don't have anybody to go to. So the spirit of the adoption will cry out to Abba, our Father in need. So I did a study one time on crying out. And King David in the Psalms, whenever he'd get his back up against the wall, he would cry out. (laughs) And the Lord rescued him every time. And so I realized that God kind of likes you know, allowing me to squirm a little and get between a rock and a hard spot because what he's going to do is teach me to cry out and have faith in him to deliver me. And as you do that with the little things, then when the bigger things come along, you're like, oh, I got this. I just cried to my papa. (laughs) Number two. Romans 8, 17 and 18. Can we expect suffering in this life? And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So can we expect suffering? Yes. So if we suffer with him, we will also do what? Rewarded. Yeah, we'll be glorified. We'll be glorified. So he's going to share his glory with me. Uh, There's this glorification that God's going to do in and through me as I yield to him and give him the right to redeem those things in my life that look like junk. (laughs) So the next question, we're in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 20 and 22. What is yes for sure in this verse? Hmm. For all the promises of God in him are yea, which is yes, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God who has also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So it's yes, the promises are yes in Him. Yes, it's a surety. It's yes. I'm sealed. I'm established. I There's an earnest down payment of that Holy Spirit. Yes. So if you only have the the water baptism and you have not been baptized by the holy spirit then you don't feel that uh warmth in your heart you don't hear yes and amen instead you're still anxious and fearful and worried but this holy spirit has to be nurtured like that dove remember the dove of peace in the last lesson it's going to set on my shoulder. It's going to rest on me as I rest in the Lord. And if you do a study on quietness, stillness, and rest, you'll realize that the dove of peace comes and rests upon you as you rest in the Lord. So verse 21. Who establishes us makes us to stand firm. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us in God. So I think it's the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit, Yeah. So verse 22. How can we really know for sure? He has sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So there's a verse that talks about how their hearts burned on the road to Emmaus. So when I lay up on my bed at night, Josh, if I... Can abiding in Him, if I can commune with Him, now my heart's going to burn, and I realize that I am abiding in Christ. There's this, there's this earnest deposit that I know, that I know, that I know, and that's something nobody can take from me. But if I go to bed with my anxiety, my problems, I wake up with my anxiety. Mm. 
<laughs> Do you hear me? I wake up with my anxiety, so don't go to bed with the problems. Go to bed with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Number four. Uh, what are two spirits in this verse? Okay, so we're at First John 4, 6. First John 4, 6. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears us not. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So there are, you know, there's a, there's a verse that says test the spirits. And so there's going to be a spirit of truth and a spirit of error. So if I'm speaking to somebody who's embracing the spirit of error, they're not going to be able to hear me. Uh, their ears are going to be dull, and so I just need to give them a little bite and wait for the. It's, their heart's going to be hard. And pray for God to heal that heart, yeah. open that up. And what I find is that love and tenderness, compassion, patience, acceptance of right where they're at, will, uh, yeah, will open their hearts. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So the number five, First Corinthians two ten. Spirit brings what with him. Okay, let's get to the verse. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's thinking it's peace. <laughs> what do you think it is? Let's see, 1 Corinthians, and we're at 2.10. But God has revealed unto them by his Spirit, the Spirit that searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So remember that verse in the last lesson where he said he will show you things to come? Mm-hmm. Well, here he's telling you that he's going to show you deep things. He's going to show you mysteries. So the Spirit brings deep truths, things that are going to make you wiser than your teachers, things that's going to make you confident in him. So verse 11. What can we expect to know if we have the Spirit of God? For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So as the Spirit of God lives in me, I can know the things of God. But in verse 12, what other spirit is there? Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might, not, might. We might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So, hmm, that we might receive now the we spirit have of the world. Received, yes, there is a spirit of the world, and we don't want to receive that. So there's that spirit of error, that spirit of the world that we've got to be able to lay it before the uh, the altar and say, "I need a spirit of discernment here, Lord. I don't know what to mm-hmm. do." So if we have God's spirit, will we know all things? Yes. Yeah, we can just keep coming to him. And I feel like it's this quietness in him that will reveal to me this, the, the truth of things. So verse 13. What are the two kinds of wisdom? Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So there's the wisdom of the world. And this is the wisdom of God. Verse 14. Can we be carnal man? Can the carnal man receive wisdom? But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can we know them because they are spiritually discerned. So pray for that spirit of discernment that you might be able to discern and be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And the secret to that, he tells us study to show yourself approved. 
think that's in Second Timothy, that you might be able to rightly divide the word, which means you might be able to rightly discern what's happening in front of you. So what will God's wisdom be to, to man? It will be... They are foolishness. Yeah, unto them. Yeah, unto him. Mm-hmm. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Yeah, so if... Um, a person cannot receive it until they're ready, until they prepared their hearts. So you know, you have that little verse that says, "Cast not your pearls before swine." Mm-hmm. So give them a bite, see if they're ready. Back up, wait for the Holy Spirit to bring them to you, and ask the Holy Spirit to draw near to your loved ones, that they might have their hearts open, that they might be able to receive the truth of God's word. And I find, Josh, that if I'm preachy to mm-hmm. people and just rapid fire giving them scripture and they're not ready, it's like every time I do this, they have to choose whether they're going to receive it or not. And if they choose not to receive it, their hearts get a little harder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they might receive it tonight, but in the morning they get up and their hearts yeah. hard because they didn't decide they're, they're not ready for That's it. True. So I have to stop pushing. I have to back up mm-hmm. and I have to just build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. I have to build a friendship with them so that when they're ready, they trust you. Yes. Now they're valuable. Now their wounds can heal. Mm-hmm. I can be their friend and now they're going to be ready to heal. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be so defensive because I feel like it's the wounds, you know, better a millstone be hung around their neck than put one of the, <laughs> and yeah. you thrown into the sea than to harm one of my little ones. <laughs> so Lord, don't let anybody harm one of your little ones. So verse 15 what can a Holy Spirit field man discern? Everything. Yeah, but he that is spiritual judges all things. That's right, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. Can we have the mind of Christ? In verse 16, for we have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct us, but we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. Let me read that again. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So the mind of the Lord is my inheritance. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to get as I abide in Him. Remember how I told you I didn't have the luxury to think my own silly thoughts, my own foolish, stupid thoughts? If I abide in my ridiculous self-pity or my um, fearful, worrisome little girls that's anxious or lustful or greedy or what? If I abide there, I, I'm not going to get his wisdom. Right. I'm not going to hear him. But if I abide in Christ, if I rehearse his word, if I engraft it into my heart and into my spirit, the Holy Spirit's coming to me. And now I'm going to have the mind of Christ and I'm going to know things through. I can open my mouth, Josh. And things will come out that I didn't mm-hmm. know I knew that I don't even know I'm going to say till after I've said them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> it's like, wow, that is so precious, Lord. Thank you for trusting me with that. So in conclusion. The spirit of adoption brings us into the family of God with a father with tender loving kindness. This father is full of kindness and always ready to forgive. The Lord calls for us to come up under the shadow of His wings for protection. He tells us that He is our provider and our redeemer, that we are bought by Him, purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ, and that salvation is a gift for anyone who will receive it. Amen. So let's look at what the spirit of adoption and the spirit of bondage looks like. So when I'm doing one of these studies, what I want to do is I want to I want to rightly divide that word. I want to divide the light and the dark, the precious from the vile. I want to look for the instructions, for the warnings, for the promises. So here we're going to look at the spirit of 
adoption, and we're going to compare it to the spirit of bondage coming right out of these chapters that we just studied. So number one. Confident. Yeah, the spirit of adoption is confident. But the spirit of bondage is? Fearful. Oh, the spirit of adoption will? Cry and father. <laughs> cry for our father. But the spirit of bondage will just have an orphan spirit. The spirit of adoption? Suffering. Glory. Yeah, whenever we're suffering, we're going to say, Lord, glorify your name. Yeah. Because you said in your word, I just looked at that, I just read it, that if I suffer with you, I'm going to be glorified with you. But if I'm in the spirit of bondage and I'm suffering, where am I going to land? Anxiety. Yes. <sighs> so when I'm in anxiety, I have forgotten that I've been adopted into his kingdom. Yep. Number four. Down payment of the Holy Spirit. Mm. But if I'm under the spirit of bondage. Easily deceived. Yeah, and I think it's all foolishness, right? Yeah. Spirit of adoption. Truth of the spirit. Yes, the spirit of bondage. Uh, spirit of error. The spirit of adoption. Revelation, understanding things of God. Uh, and the spirit of bondage. Man's wisdom, yep. world uh, wisdom. Yeah, I'm just losing it. Uh, the spirit of adoption. Holy Spirit's wisdom. The spirit of bondage. Foolishness. The spirit of adoption. Mind of Christ. And the spirit of bondage. Carnal mind. Yeah. Wow. So here's the spirit of adoption. Confident, crying to your Abba Father, uh, taking your suffering and letting him glorify it, uh, having a down payment of the Holy Spirit, having that spirit of truth, that revelation, understanding, the spirit of wisdom, and the mind of Christ. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff. So what's the application? Adoption into the family of God gives us a confident assurance that we are loved. Oh. A carnal person will embrace a spirit of error and be easily deceived. All right. So if you're not feeling loved, I reject that spirit of error and receive the spirit of truth and say, I am loved with an everlasting love. And he draws me with his loving kindness. I, I I can. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ because of His love for me. And you start pulling out those love scriptures and how much the Lord loves you, mm -hmm. and you're going to know who you are. So here's a discussion question or two. What would, what would I need to do to develop the mind of Christ? So what do you think? Relationship. Talk. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Learn, pick up the Bible, read. You can't you can't learn anything about him if you don't try, if you don't pick up the Bible and learn about the history of him and everything to do with him. Talk to him. I can't even understand what I'm reading in the Bible unless the Holy Spirit's helping me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll read it and close my Bible and think, no, what the heck did yeah. I read? <laughs> yeah. But even if I do, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday, but it nourished me. No. So even if you're doing that for a while until yep. it gets deep roots, I want you to just keep doing it. Even if it feels like a dry crust of bread and you can't remember nothing and you think you wasted your time, I want you to renounce that. I want you to get in the Word, and I want you to say, I'm just going to abide right here. I'm going to start eating of the bread of life because your Word promises, and you start speaking the promises of a God over yourself and not speaking your anxiety anymore. So what's the second Question. Can I discern when others aren't ready to receive truth? Yeah, when others are uh, not yes. not ready. They're just not, and it's okay. They don't have to be where I'm at. Because yeah. look how many years it took me to get here and how many people helped me along the way. So you just plant a seed, yeah. and then somebody else comes along and waters it, and, some, and it's going to bring a harvest another time. Because he says his, his word will water and will not return void. So claim that promise that as you read the Word of God, as you speak the Word of God over your loved ones, as you pray for them, that's not coming back void. That's not coming back empty. Mm -hmm. He's, he promises. He promises it will water where it goes. Yep. 
Holy Spirit, develop in me the gift of understanding, mm -hmm. that I may be wiser than my teachers. Amen. Give me a gentle spirit that is patient and easy to entreat and apt to love, to loving teach others as I correct myself. Give me your word as a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I find, Josh, that as I am detaching from my toxicity, my noisiness, my my foolish anxiety, my my, as I'm ex not, it's, I don't deny those, mm. but I don't internalize them. Like if somebody's coming at me in anger, I don't internalize that anger. Instead, I'm like, whoa, that hurt. Yeah, but I don't have to respond like that. Uh, a gentle answer turns away wrath, so I can respond with a gentle answer. That way I didn't internalize their anger. I didn't take it inside of myself. And that takes practice. That takes practice speaking His Word over me, uh, letting His Word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And this was Angie Meadows. And this is Josh Bond. And we love you.